Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. everybody welcome to stay on target we are your hosts you can find us online at stay on target that's right john we just got done watching batman v superman dawn of justice batman versus superman <laughs> the dawn of justice it's uh it's about 138 wait is it 130? It's uh, oh, it's a little. It's 124 exactly. 124. I don't know Why? How it? my computer is off? It's supposedly set by online things. I thought I thought Apple Time was the perfect time. Um, well, apparently it's at my Apple Time on my computer is off by six minutes hmm. from my Apple Time on my phone. I think you need to get that checked out. I probably should. You're probably you're probably correct, Chris. So, John, we just saw the movie. We did just see the movie. Yep. This is this is the review. We're gonna have a huge. Uh, well, maybe not a huge, but an appropriately sized spoiler-free section, and then an extra long spoiler countdown yeah. before we actually dive into our vat of spoilers that yep. we have prepared in the corner over there. That's true. This is also our 150th episode, John. 150! That's amazing. Okay. I know. So, Chris, huh. counting this episode, uh -huh. I actually totaled our total number of podcasts earlier this week. So this includes uh, the arrow on target and the flash on target episodes. And this is like, we've, we sometimes would double up on the episodes on those. Yes. So together total as of today, uh -huh. we have actually recorded. Let me see. Let me do the, uh, do the, the maths. We've recorded 240 episodes. Exactly. Man. Um, that's a lot so, of talking. So that's a lot of talking, dude. That's it's it's quite a substantial chunk of, uh, of of talking. I wonder if you totaled the amount of time. Mm. What would that be? Maybe that's a question for episode 200. Chris. Oh, there we go. That seems like a better better uh, a question better answered next year whenever we record episode 200. That sounds great. Um, but yeah, episode 150. This is a pretty pretty big landmark. It doesn't seem like it's been almost a year since episode 100. Um, is that really a year ago? Yeah, it was about a year ago. It's crazy, dude. I mean, I think it's 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 obviously there's a, there's 56 weeks right in the year, and so uh, hopefully I got that right. You know, 52. 52. Wait. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. It's very late. How many weeks are in a year? I don't. I thought it was 52. Oh uh, well, I'm, I'm I bet you it's 52. Hey Siri, how many weeks are in a year? There we go. Let's just let's uh oh added words. Oh man, it added worth. Yeah, 52.1775. I don't even know what that weeks means. Weeks per year. Oh, that yeah. seems preposterous. So 52 weeks in a year. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and obviously 56. I was completely wrong. <laughs> Something that uh, kids learn in like first grade or or younger <laughs> has escaped me at 132 or one whatever the phone actually says at night. Um, I mean you know, after after midnight, brains just turn to mush. That's that's what I've learned. <laughs> after midnight and uh, and Batman versus Superman, that's true. The Dawn of Justice. So we're going to review that a little bit later. We're also going to have a secret special thing that we're going to do. A secret uh, special thing. Uh huh. In celebration of our 150th anniversary. Oh episode. gosh. 
What I don't know what the secret is. Oh, it a secret it is. special thing for me, or is this no, no, like, no. do I know? No, you know what it is. I know what it is. We'll do it in a second. Okay. All okay. right. So, what have you been up to this week? Um. So, seeing as it's only been a few days since we actually recorded the last podcast, I've been playing some Destiny. Or not Destiny. The, Destiny. Uh, I've been playing. Um, this some, is a weird podcast. This dude. is a very weird podcast. I feel like I just need you to slap me <laughs> really, really hard right now. <laughs> I will not do that. Okay. Uh, you were looking around, and I wasn't sure like if you were looking around for something to slap me with. Oh, yeah. Or what? No. I was looking. Well, I will, we'll deal with that in a second. <laughs> so, anyway, um, I uh, actually been playing a lot of The Division um, <laughs> this week. <laughs> oh. Well, that's fit number one of uncontrollable laughing. <laughs> So I've been playing The Division this week, Chris, as have you. Yes. Um, and uh, and I've been leveling up and I've uh, been trying to figure out how to clear out this map. There's a lot of things on my map right <laughs> there are, now. There are a lot of things it's, on the map. It's kind of overwhelming because uh, like whenever you party up with other people... Um, they can like unlock different areas while you're doing it. And so like, or I guess it was last week sometime I was in with our friend, uh, Ike and, and he was running around the entire map, like adding all these things to my map. And so now I guess it was just like this past like couple days. I look at my map, zoom out and I'm like, Oh my gosh, what, a, like, <laughs> what have I even done? I've barely made a dent in this thing. That's um, what's so weird about this game is that like the, <laughs> The map you're you you have and you're in and the lobby you're in like has, literally has no rhyme or reason. Okay, like this is true. Uh, sometimes whenever I'm in a party with someone or in a group was what they call it with someone, I'm using like their most of the time it's like the lobby leader's map. But sometimes like if you switch lobby leaders, it still stays someone else's map. But then yeah. you can maybe update something like and sometimes what they do unlocks things on your map, but sometimes they don't. Sometimes whenever you join lobbies, you have to switch switch servers. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you just run into somebody just randomly in the world. Sometimes you can fast travel to people. Sometimes you can't. Yeah, it's super weird, dude. And uh, I'm not sure how I feel about it. Yeah, I mean, so anyway, so I've been, I've been chipping away at that. And you've played a little bit more. Yeah. I you're, played a, you're basically at my level now. I played a lot more. I forgot where I was on... Last week on Friday, whenever we talked, but I think you were level. I mean, you were pretty fourteen. Were, I think. Yeah, I think I'm, I mean, I'm would, level twenty now. You cracked the the teens. Yeah, I'm, I'm level twenty, and so I'm progressing steadily through the ranks. I've actually like so before it was just kind of like a toss up whether or not like the the gear I got actually like helped me. It was like, I mean it was all just like a bunch of random <laughs> green gear. If I equip this vest, it's either going to save my life or it's going to kill me. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. Like it was just like a bunch of junk and like Yeah. It was like the stats were so similar that it's like, well, you know, in this situation I might wear this, but in this situation I might wear this, so I'll just keep both of them. And so it was just like junking up my inventory, man. <laughs> yeah, and then then like as as I've progressed, I've just gotten to the point where I'm just trashing everything, like left and right. Well, it's that's just, what I'm saying. You know, so now I'm to the point where like, okay, there, this this certain particular set of gear, like this is clearly the good gear, and uh, and so like I've been uh, trashing everything else, which has been nice. What's interesting is like. You can have a level, let's say level 20 piece of green gear that has better DPS than your blue gear, but then their blue gear has better perks and stats and stuff like that. That's like, I don't know, it's super weird. And like, yeah. you know, it's it's always a toss up what to use and what not to use. And you got the attachments. Like that's, okay, I'll tell you what's yeah. taking up the most space in my in my backpack right now. 
It's my attachments. You got a bunch of suppressors in there, Chris. I got a bunch of suppressors, bunch of fast got a bunch mags, of fast mags with a bunch of handles, and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like, I, I, I just need to get rid of the ones I'm not, I haven't used at all. I literally just envision like so, somebody with a backpack that every time they open it, it's like, ah man, I can't find the good gear in here <laughs> past all of the attachments. You know, <laughs> just rubbing them through. Yeah, there's just like clips, clips that are empty. There's no rounds in these fast mags. <laughs> <laughs> there's like suppressors and compensators lying all around. It's yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so that's basically that's basically me running through the world, uh, but I'm having a lot of fun with it. I'm uh, they're coming out with a this is a bit of news. They're coming up out with a patch. Nice. What was it tomorrow? I don't know. Oh, this is this is news to me. Oh, Chris. You hey, are informing me. Give, give me two seconds then, and this. I'll uh, and I'll find the actual article. So something else I've been uh, I've been up to I've uh, I've been diving back into uh, into Pokemon trying to trying to do the Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire thing just because I know like later this year there's going to be a new Pokemon coming out and uh, and so I've been kind of chipping away at that as well while while watching TV that sort of thing. When I was playing Pokemon earlier, um, it was I, like I had forgotten where I was. Yep. <laughs> from last time and you helped me out a lot and uh, honestly I. I don't think I really gained anything. Well, oh man, yeah, because I did gain some rewards. You did. That's the thing. But I accidentally uh, closed the app, and I'm pretty sure it didn't save anything. Yeah, I should check that. That always sucks. So there's also this. Whenever uh, I have like, so with being a handheld, right? You kind of like play a little bit here, and then you you close it down, and then you put it away, right? And so sometimes I have closed it down, put it away, thinking, oh, I'll be right back to it. Then I haven't come back for like a day or a day and a half, and then the battery will die in the amount of time that I was away from it. And so I just come back, and it's like, wait a second. I had already battled this person before, <laughs> and I'm battling them again now um, because the battery died, that sort of thing. So I always, like now, um, I've learned my lesson enough times where 90% of the time I try to save right before I close, uh, close the cam- clamshell down. I kind of wish it would just auto-save like, at, at yeah. throughout the adventure, but I understand why it doesn't because like if you... Um, so, for example, if you save right before someone gives you a Pokemon and you want like a specific nature or a specific like uh, stat roll, basically, you can just reset the game and keep doing it until they give you the one with the, the correct nature. So, I understand why they like Pokemon has always been that way, where it's like you have to manually save it because of things like that. But it's like a part of, like I don't usually do that. Like I just. Hey, whatever, whatever, uh, whatever the universe decides to give me. Yeah. That's that's these are the Pokemon that I, I train. And, uh, and so anyway, so that I don't do that. So I would much rather have a, like an option for like an auto save feature where yeah. after every battle, it'll save it every time, you know, you do something major, it'll save it. That sort of thing. The division patch 1.0.2. It will Ooh. be live by the time people hear this it goes live this morning at 3 AM. I would assume that's our time. Anyway, uh, it's, it's going... Eastern time. No. Cause I think that's, it's changing it for central time. Ah, Notable things in here. Uh, Cooldown on shock turret stun. Players killed in the dark zone will lose less dark zone funds and experience, but you also gain more from killing rogue agents. So hopefully it will encourage people to be become rogue and then people to f- chase them down and kill them. That's cool. Which would be a lot uh, really cool. Yeah, right now there's really no... Um there's no incentive to becoming rogue, and I think Aaron mentioned that on the podcast whenever he was here uh, yeah. a couple weeks ago. Uh, you can now fast travel to dark zone checkpoints from outside the dark zone, Ooh. which is pretty cool. Um, they uh, they also like changed the the way that named NPCs in the game world work, and this is 
confusing the way that they word it because it's underneath a category called gameplay, and then there's a category called dark zone. But this is in it just so like gameplay. It makes me think that it's across the dark zone and the game world, but yeah. I don't know. Anyway, named NPCs will no longer respawn after being killed in the open world. Oh. This will prevent situations where players were able to kill a, a same named NPC over and over again. So, like, I don't know if that means in the wor- game world or in the dark zone, too, because there's named NPCs in the dark zone as well. Probably both. I would imagine both. Well, like, the reason I, 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 I'm hesitant to say it's in the dark zone is just because that's how you, one main way purpose. you get Phoenix credits after level 30 is by killing the named NPCs. There's yeah, not an unlimited amount of them. I think what they're saying is the same name. Like, so they're basically going to randomize the names. As so we're in the same session. Like immediately, if you, uh, if you eliminate a boss named Sam, a boss named Sam is also not going to immediately spawn, which is like, okay, that seems like a really picky thing to, to go after there, you know? Cause it's like, uh, sure. It may ruin some immersion that someone has, but I mean, this is a game. Let's let's I mean, you know, that's what you're there for. You're there to farm for these I don't think it's going to respawn at all, items. dude. I think once you kill someone, like one of these guys, it's saying it's gone forever. Weird. That seems strange cuz that that puts a cap basically on the number of phoenix credits you can get or on the number of that, uh so maybe you're right. Maybe it's not in the dark zone. That's maybe what we're I'm saying like elsewhere. That's what makes me feel like it's yeah, it's only like what they're calling I guess the open world yeah. meaning like Everywhere except for the dark zone. You're probably right. You're probably right. This is really in the weeds for people who don't play the division. This is very in the weeds, Chris. Yeah. But that's not why we're here. That isn't why we're here, Chris. To talk about the division. We're here to number first of all to review Batman vs Superman. That, but that's true. Secondly, to celebrate our 150th episode with some cereal. Cereal, dude. This is turning into a cereal cast. Oh man, yeah. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna open up. This is what I was looking around for earlier is an actual glass of milk. Because we're just gonna have bowls of milk. Do you want want me to go get some glasses? Of I, ca- milk? I kinda want some glasses. Okay, so I'm why gonna, don't I'm gonna bust open these boxes. Y- yeah, bust open the boxes. I'm gonna get the uh, the glasses of milk yes. and uh, and we'll we'll go from there. For our for our audio cast listeners, I've never said audio cast in my life. I don't know why I just said that. Uh, I'm holding the Superman cereal right now. It has a Superman chest plate on his uh, on his on the front of the box. It's says it's caramel crunch cereal. Flavored with other natural flavors. No art of no wait. Ah, there's just a bunch of marketing stuff on here. I hear it. That's the Superman cereal. There's also a Batman cereal. It's got the Batman logo on, on the, the front of the box. It's the chocolate strawberry cereal. Also flavored with other natural flavors. You can hear that as well. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pop open the uh, the Batman cereal here. So I found some some appropriately themed mugs. Ah. Superman mugs. They're Superman mugs. I don't have a Batman mug. I need a Batman mug, Chris. You don't have any Batman mugs? I do not have a Batman mug. How did that happen? But these are gigantic mugs, and they both Here, this is the feature the Man of Steel. I'll let you open that bag, because I okay, can't get it open. I'm not strong enough You're to get it open. <laughs> you need to be Superman to open this bag. Yeah, I'm going to open the Superman one. So, this is, this is going to definitively state which cereal is better, Batman yep. or Superman. Yep. They're going to go head-to-head, Chris. Batman v. Superman. The cereal... <laughs> the cereal right here on Sam Target Podcast. <laughs> um, so, so, funny thing, uh, a couple weeks ago, I guess it was like three, four podcasts ago now, we were talking about some cereal on the podcast, and uh, and I, I don't know if we mentioned it. We may have mentioned it on the podcast before, but uh, but one of the uh, the listeners, 
of the podcast. This smells really it good. It smells really good. Delivered a, uh, a a box of cereal. We were talking about the Rice Krispies treats. Um, yeah, the the, uh, the Batman cereal well, sounds one. really interesting. Ooh, this smells really good. I know they both smell yeah, really smell good. Smell really good. Well, I hope these are. I mean, these, these could be fantastic. This could be legit cereals, but then it's like whenever they the the promotion goes away, what happens to the cereal, Chris? Where are your bowls, John? Um, the, <laughs> those are oh, both yours. Can, well, we can't we can't use the same bowl for both cereals. Oh crap! You're cereals. right. I need two more bowls of cereal. You need two more bowls. Okay, here, hold right. this, hold this cereal. I'll be right, right back. Tell okay. the story of uh, of 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 the uh, the Rice Krispies treats. Oh yeah. Oh yes. So um, we were talking about cereal and. Uh, I mentioned Rice Krispie Treats. I'm like, I don't even know if they're around anymore. Like, you know, if they're even like the same thing. Um, and so, like, I go to work, and then the next morning, the next morning I go to work, and sitting on my desk when I get there is a box of Rice Krispie Treats cereal. And uh, one of my friends at work, uh, Daniel Ferreira, he uh, he had gone. He was listening to the podcast that morning, and thought, Ah, oh, I wonder if they still make that cereal. And he drove to uh, to Walmart. Picked up a box and left it on my desk, and it was fantastic. It was a pretty, it was a, an amazing surprise that morning. That's awesome, and uh, this speaks to the amazingness of our listeners. Yes. And uh, for 150 episodes here, I'm all out of breath because I ran all the way downstairs, <laughs> all the way back upstairs, and then did it again. So. Okay, so the way the way we have to do this is, yeah. um, I'm gonna put the cereal in. Okay. And I'm not putting milk in until I'm getting ready to eat it. That's true. Yeah. That's the best way to do it, and small bowls too. No, no, no. Oh gosh! You, go. you go for a really big bowl, Chris. There's the. Uh, there, well, and you, you have to. Uh, you got to do it like normal. All right, here we go. I'm going to try to, to uh, get this in the microphone for the for the audio listeners. Okay, well, we'll... Yours, oh yeah, yours sounded better than mine. It was a good tone. I'm not going to lie. All right. All right. So here, I'll trade. So go. which one are we trying first? So which one do you want to try first? I mean, Batman or Superman? This is the, the question. The Batman one smells really overpowering. And, and I'm afraid once I put this in my mouth, it's just going to overpower any other flavor. So we should probably that, do the Superman one first. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because the uh, chocolate strawberry, pretty the bold. strawberry flavor seems pretty uh, pretty dominant there. I've got, I've got the milk over here. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, we I've should... i my bowls everywhere. Should, yeah, dude. It's okay. It's okay. We, You know, this isn't a normal thing for the podcast. If it was, we would have like specified bowl holding um, tables all, all right. around us. I'm gonna pour in ideal positions. If we'd been doing uh, a cereal cast for the last 150 episodes. Here you go. All right. So this is the Superman cereal. I'm gonna try it right now. See what I think. Oh yeah. Make sure you get that crunch in the microphone too. Hmm. Sure, people are loving the sound of this. I mean, there are people who, like, hate the sound of people chewing. That is partially me, dude. <laughs> like, it really, it, like, sometimes, you know? Even, especially, like, whenever we're, uh, whenever you're on, like, on Xbox or something like that, and then somebody, like, munches down on something. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so. It's, like, right in your ear. What does this remind you of? Anything? Kind of reminds me of, uh, Captain Crunch. Well, but it's not really, like, as sweet as Captain Crunch. Mm-mm. It's, like, a mix between, like, um... Dude, there is there is something that reminds me of. There's a cereal, Golden Grams. It's kind of like Golden no. Grams. So Golden Grams. Wait, no, I'm thinking of Honeycomb. No, no, not Honeycomb. Golden, Golden Grams. It's exactly what it this is. This is Golden Grams. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mhm. Mhm. All right. Totally Golden Grams. Golden Grams. Cereals here. The yeah. more extreme flavor. I'm gonna, obviously, I'm gonna take a. Uh, Palette cleanser. 
Oh boy. Swig of my milk. Palate <laughs> <laughs> cleanser. Oh when I gotta get the golden grams out. Well, that's also the funny thing. Like I got did two spoons as well. I mean, so, yeah, I mean, you can't you can't contaminate. You can't mix. Yeah, I mean. Batman, Batman, or Superman. I wonder what they. We should, we should put them both together and see what they oh, taste like. Man, be amazing. Okay, now we're doing Batman. It's actually not overpowering. Strangely. So we talked about a few weeks ago chocolate cereal. Mm-hmm. Now I'm pretty picky with my chocolate cereal. I like this chocolate. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I like the strawberry with it. Strawberry is a weird flavor, man. And even like whenever I think about strawberry, like ice cream, it's a very strange flavor because it it can very easily not sit well, or like it'll it tastes either too sweet somehow, or like I don't know that sort of thing. So it almost has like a a sour consistency taste to it. Right. That's what, it, it, it leans that way. It leans more the less sweet way. Which is, you know, Batman's personality, obviously. <laughs> um, it doesn't really remind me of anything. It's the more unique flavor of the two, I would say. Mm-hmm. Because it, just because it's the strawberry, and it's, I don't know, it's interesting. I feel like um, this is like a. What's the chocolate cereal? It's not Cocoa Pebbles, it's the Puffs. Cocoa the, Puffs? Cocoa, is that co- Yeah, it's Cocoa Puffs. Yes, Cocoa Puffs. It kind of tastes like Cocoa Puffs. Only with strawberry in it, and I don't know where, how to describe where the strawberry comes from. Maybe if you like put strawberry milk and use strawberry milk with your cocoa puffs. I'll tell you. Like I'll that. tell you what kind of strawberry it tastes like. Special K strawberry, like mm. whatever that was called. Yep. 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 It does. Although, uh, I don't know. This reminds you of something. Or like really, um, like Nesquik almost, like where it's 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 not quite quite as no. thick or whatever of a know. strawberry flavor. I don't know if I go with that. It's a, it's a complex flavor, Chris. All right. It's time to it's time to determine who's the winner. Okay, who is the winner of the the great serial Superman Batman battle of 2016, Chris? I'm going to pick Superman. I also will pick Superman just because of the familiarity. The familiarity is there where it's you know, the strawberry just kind of it's a strong flavor. It's kind of sitting it's like it doesn't sit well in my mouth or stomach right now. Yeah, it's just it's you're 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 constantly thinking, man, if it didn't have the strawberry, yeah, exactly, it would be amazing. So anyway, that's so it's been decided, Chris. It's it's a unanimous decision yep. here um, that the Superman cereal is better than the Batman cereal. And Batman's my favorite, guys. So I'm I'm biased towards Batman. I wanted to want love the Batman cereal. I will say these boxes are super oh, yeah. cool. Collector's items almost. Yeah, they've got the uh, the uprays. They've got the the symbols. They're basically the a picture of uh, Batman and Superman's chests, uh-huh. and they uh, they're upraised. They're embossed, as you said. And let's, let's uh, look at the back. All cool. right, real fast. Mm. Some of my favorite things about cereal is the back of the box. Uh, excuse me, if anyone heard that just now. <laughs> All right, the Batman bat bat the back of the Superman box. Yep. Says while the world wrestles with the kind of hero it really needs, it's time to decide once and for all. Where your allegiances lie. Take the quiz to see which superhero you know best. All right, John. Okay. I'm going to quiz you. Uh, where are the answers? There they are. All right. What is Superman's birth name? A, Kal-El. Oh, there's it's a multiple choice. B, Jor-El. Okay. C, Tor-El. Or D, Ray-El. Ooh, this is a toughie. No, it's not a toughie, Chris. <laughs> What's your answer, John? It is uh, Kal-El. Yes, A, Kal-El. Of course. True or False. When first introduced in comics, kryptonite was originally red. Ooh, that sounds true. Um, 
That sounds true to me. Is that your final answer? But there is red kryptonite. Like red kryptonite is a completely different thing. So I'm not sure. Uh, I, I will say false on that one. I'm not sure. That is true. It is true. Mm. Okay, there it is. You will not be a millionaire. I will not be a millionaire. <laughs> uh, what year did Batman first appear on film? A. 1966. B. 1989, C, 1964, or D, 1943? Ooh, I do not know this. Uh, 1964? It is D, 1943. Oh, gosh. Okay. What does the S on Superman's chest mean in Kryptonian? A, Superman, B, leader, C, hope, or D, child? I do believe it is C, hope. That is correct. Boom. In the battle between Superman and General Zod, which of Bruce Wayne's properties were destroyed? Mm. A, Wayne Manor, B, Wayne Financial, C, Wayne Aerospace, or D, Wayne Tech? B, Wayne Financial. That is correct. In which comic book was the first full-fledged team-up of Superman and Batman? A, Detective Comics 27 in 1939, B, World's Finest Comics number 2 in 1941, C, Superman 76 in 1942, or D, Superman Batman number one in 2006? I will go with World's Finest number two in 41. That is incorrect. It is Superman number 76 in 1942. Nice. Which of these is not a power Superman possesses? A, flight, B, heat vision, C, telepathy, D, x-ray vision. That would be C, telepathy. <laughs> that is correct. I feel like that's I got a, all the softball pretty, questions there. It's a pretty fun, uh, pretty fun back of the box. Yeah, there. it is. Mine isn't nearly as fun. Um, it just says, who's your hero? And this is brains versus brawn. Batman is the world's greatest detective. Superman is the strongest being on Earth. Skill versus speed. Batman is an unmatched martial artist. Superman can move faster than a speeding bullet. These are just facts? Yeah, these are just facts. Oh, there's it's, no game? It's, there's no game. It's getting the truth versus truth and justice. Batman knows how to get the truth out of any villain. Superman strives to always uphold the values of truth and justice. Technology versus alien abilities. Batman has the brains and the wealth to bring or to build any gadget imaginable. Superman is an alien with unique abilities, such as x-ray vision and the ability to fly. Whose side are you on? Hmm. I don't know. I think it's just a big ploy to get us to go to their Facebook page. Probably. Yep, yep, definitely is. I'm good with it, though. Cool. Well, winner of the Stay on Target Serial Batman vs. Superman competition. Superman. John, it's time for our Batman v Superman review. It is, dude. We uh, we we just as we spoke earlier on the podcast, we just got done with the movie. Yeah. And uh, and so we're gonna have a substantial spoiler-free version. Yep. Uh, edition, and then we will go into a spoiler countdown. This is true. And we will dive into the spoilers. Um. So, Chris, initial thoughts. This movie, man. Whoa. That's your initial thought is just whoa. I mean, uh, 
They did a lot of things that um, I hoped they would do. They did a lot of things that were unexpected. They, like, this is a big movie. A big movie. Yeah. In, like, in terms of, I think, uh, the characters and what they've done with them. Yeah. In terms of uh, where this sits in DC's franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, big, just in terms of, like, you just, you know, I mean, we've played two tracks from the soundtrack. It's like, I mean, that's yeah. just, that's representative of the enormous nature of this movie. Yeah, I, uh, I definitely get you there, because the movie, it seemed like... From from kind of the start to finish, there's these big personalities in there. You have Batman, you have Superman. Um, how deep do you want to go into the? Into, I mean, you know, we don't have to go any deeper than that. But like, we, okay. you know, we can talk about you know. Well, like, everybody knows that there's uh, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say you have Wonder Woman in this movie, and so you know you have the big three. We know Lex Luthor's in there. The big three, man. Yeah. Um, are in the movie. Yeah, in the Lex Luthor. Um, and so there's you know there it just. With, with that alone, the weight of the movie is apparent from the beginning, and it continues all the way through the movie. Like, yeah. it, there there really wasn't a, a moment where it lets up. No. And, no. And I'm not sure, you know, it's, 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 there's so much to digest in there. Yeah. And there were moments in, in there where I was just like, I can't believe what's going on right now. Like you said, there were, there were, there were these, these weird moments where you're just like, this is, this is unexpected. There's, yeah. there's a surprise. And obviously we're not going to go into any of those yet. No. Um, but I yeah, mean, it's a complex movie. Um, and I appreciate that. Like, uh, it's, it's, they handled this better than I thought they would. Mm-hmm. Um, let me just lay that out there. Okay. I honestly, like, I half expected this to be a train wreck. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I like uh, Zack Snyder, but he's failed me in the past. <laughs> David Goyer's definitely failed me in the past. Yeah. And uh, I will say, like, I'm, I'm super impressed with this. Like, even the parts that, like, going in, like, uh, for instance, if you saw like the official trailer whenever it released. Mm-hmm. I mean it basically spoils like most of the plot points, like major plot points in here. Mm-hmm. But it's the little things in between. Like now after seeing this movie, I understand why they released that trailer because the stuff that they gave you really doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's the other stuff that happens in between those large events. That's the stuff that matters and I think that's what's so different about this movie. Uh, in my mind than everything else is that what really matters to this larger story that they're telling and to these characters are the in-between small moments and decisions, not the big, huge, like, you know, uh, Batman and Superman fighting and, you know, big villain and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, I, it it definitely was, I I went in kind of like, I'm optimistic about these things. Like I, Batman is one of my favorite characters. I love, I've always, we've always been DC people. Mm -hmm. Um, but then I think about, um, like you said, like Zack Snyder, it's like, he has a 50% hit ratio at best for me, you know? Mm -hmm. And then Goyer has worse, but it's like there was that aside, like there was numerous things in here where I was just like, man, this it feels like this is a stepping stone into what will be a very cool 
um, larger DC universe. And we kind of have, have talked about before on the podcast where DC is trying to do this uh, cinematic universe setup with this movie. And it seemed kind of like, oh, well, we had this successful Man of Steel movie. Let's just use that as a jumping off point here. And it definitely does succeed at that. Like that was the the number one thing where like I constantly kind of am coming back to where it it wasn't um, it w- wasn't this just gigantic world crushing uh, plot line that uh, Man of Steel was, but it definitely has it it widened the world more than Man of Steel had, where it just kind of takes what you knew and it builds it from the ground up here, you know, where it's like mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. whether or not whether or not it was intended that this would be like this huge universe whenever we first started doing Man of Steel, that's what it is now. And then this is, these are all the answers to the questions that I had. Yeah. Um, where it was, okay, well, where is the, you know, what, what stopped this person from, from uh, mm-hmm. being in Man of Steel or what did this or what did that? Like, there's a lot of these questions about the, basically the world building that I had where um, now after having seen this, I'm pretty, pretty satisfied from that front. Oh yeah. I mean, it's definitely a great s- set up for the rest of the franchise and I don't say that in in a derogatory way in that this is just a setup movie. No. Because this movie stands on its own as a pretty fantastic movie. The thing that I think it succeeds the best at is it feels it's a great Batman movie. Yeah. At the same time as being a great Superman movie. Yeah, and and it it is interesting that they they have different kind of uh, takeaways from each character and each story arc and that mm-hmm. sort of thing and and equally this was one of the coolest character introductions um, that I've seen in in superhero franchises with Wonder Woman specifically mm-hmm. because um, well this is the first time we've seen her in live action on on the big screen. Right. And, and even more so than some other characters, even like the Marvel, like I love, loves a lot of the Marvel cinematic universe characters, but yeah. this intro introduction to, to who wonder woman is. And there's a lot of still, you know, obviously this isn't a wonder woman movie because you know, it isn't, yeah. but like the introduction is just so solid and, and it just lands really well. Oh yeah. The introduction, like the, the performance, like yeah. honestly, uh, coming out of this movie, I'm excited, man. I I, I want to watch it again. It's just so, like it's so late right now, and it was so long that I'm like I don't want to watch it right now. Like most yeah. movies, I'm like let's watch it again right now. Yeah. You know, and like I don't know if I'm at that point, but I'm yeah. at like where I want I really want to go see this again. Yeah. But what I really want is the Wonder Woman movie. Yeah, and so like along those lines, there was so from a from a directorial standpoint and from like a uh, that kind of a, a 30,000 foot view of this thing like there were some moments where i was like the pacing was a little bit strange and that lends itself specifically to like the david goyer moments yeah, like yeah. where where uh, there was just some kind of jumbledness here and there yeah. um, and, and some some moments where i remember thinking when is this where is this what you know? What's go, you know? Where it's like it's it's like I, I realize what's going on here, and I realize it's setting up something here. But can we map this this thing out on a timeline somewhere? Because I you know I'm I'm wondering what's going on concurrently and all this yeah. stuff, and all of that kind of lends itself to a, a David Goyer style of telling stories. So I'll, without getting too far into spoilers, because we'll talk about this a little bit later. But I agree with that, and um, I hesitate to say this, but like I feel like this is the most well-executed version of that that I've seen. Yeah. Like, when 
it comes together yeah. later. Like whenever it's happening, it feels long and you're like, why is this happening? Yeah. This feels wasteful of my time. Yeah. Uh I like what's happening, but like it's just like meh. Yeah. But then later it, it like whenever they bring it full circle, you're like, holy cow. Yeah, and it's and I will have to watch it again to find out if all of those beats land, like if all of those those kind of uh those 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 things like pay off in a in a substantial way. But it's like, yeah, I agree. It's it is the kind of the the it felt like some of the best implementation of that style of storytelling that you could you could kind of dive into and get to. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah. In terms of Zack Snyder films for you, where does this one rank? Um, pretty high. I mean, you know, we, we have, uh, Watchmen's obviously not Watchmen. Uh, sorry. 300 is obviously my favorite of his, mm. um, which is, you know, that's just a, it's, it's just a solid movie. Um, this one probably close to, to close to that. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's very close. Yeah. Um, man of steel. Like I, I, I don't know. I would, I would have to say that man of steel is probably a step below this one too. So it sits somewhere in between those, yeah. um, along these lines. So yeah. Yeah. I, I would I would say, yeah, like um I don't I think this may be my favorite Zack Snyder movie. Um and then along with uh like Watchmen and Man of Steel and Three Hundred, you know, like yeah. these those four definitely make up the top the top movies. Right now it's my favorite just because it's brand new and shiny. Yeah, of course. And uh <laughs> and I wanna wanna watch it again. Yeah, dude. Um which honestly, except for three hundred three hundred and man of steel and now this movie. I mean, Watchmen was good. I don't think I really just like. I didn't want to watch that again immediately afterwards. No. You know, so like, you know, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. And uh, dude, super impressed by uh, by uh, Batman. Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. Batfleck. Batfleck. Super impressed by him, dude. Oh, dude, I uh, I liked the entire cast. Like the entire cast was was in, was very very well done. And, um, and something that I liked about you know like uh, Christopher Nolan's Batman. They basically hit on the fact that, like, you know, Batman is Batman and Bruce Wayne is the mask that he wears, you know, and that's right. He's not Bruce Wayne, he's Batman. This feels like much the opposite. Yeah. Bruce Wayne, like, he puts on the Batman suit. Like, this is a Bruce Wayne movie. Yeah. And that's what I like about this version of Batman. And, and he, he still feels just as dark, just as grizzled, just as uh, haunted. But. This is definitely a Bruce Wayne version of Batman. Yeah, and we'll, I'll, whenever we got dive into the spoilers, I've got some some major thoughts on like on this particular take on Batman, and I'm I'm very excited uh, about talking about some of that stuff. I'm, yeah, I'm pumped. I mean, even you know, uh, I was I was expecting to you know I didn't know what to expect from the performance uh, of Jesse Eisenberg for Lex Luthor. Super impressed by that. Yeah. Um, <sighs> Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really have anything negative to say in terms of the performances. Yeah, uh, not you know, we've already kind of covered the writing and, and uh, directing, uh, the look and tone. Uh, I don't, like, I want to see this again. All right. Yeah. And, and, and so one of the criticisms leveled against Man of Steel, which I wasn't, a, I didn't have a problem with, was the fact that it was just kind of drab looking and all that kind of stuff, wasn't right. colorful and and uh, didn't match what I guess we previously knew about Superman, which is fine. Like, yeah. I was okay with that. This like. There's, this is just like coming from me. <laughs> just, I look for this kind of stuff. Like, the color in this movie, like, some of it looks really, really good, mm-hmm. and some of it looks really, really bad. Yeah. Like, the the blacks are super crushed. You're just like, I can't see anything that's going on. Right. Like, this is just bothering me. And 
I don't know why, like, there's such a, a stark difference in, and I, I was trying to figure out, like, is that, like, some kind of subtextual thing they're trying to throw into these scenes? And yeah. I don't think it was. I was trying to figure out if it was tied to, like, a location where if it was, like, oh, in, in these non-crushed blacks were in uh, Metropolis and in the crushed blacks were in Gotham, but that wasn't it. No. You know, it wasn't tied to a location. And that was something that I thought was interesting, like, you know, the the visuals I don't know. There was a few key scenes where I was like, huh, I don't know about that. Like it was just, there was a couple of moments where I was just like, I, I'm not sure about, you know, if I, if I feel good about the quality of what I'm looking at, you know, yeah. like you said, like with the, the tones and the, just overall the kind of some of the visuals in this thing. Yeah. And it was, it was, there was a, like you said, there's stark differences where sometimes it was like, man, that is beautiful. That mm-hmm. looks that this, this thing is super cool. Yeah. And then other times you're just like, eh, I don't know. As far as the action goes, uh, I was I was impressed by it. Yeah. Uh, the I found out beforehand um, the the stunt coordinator was the same stunt coordinator for Kingsman. Nice. And you can definitely tell, like in the complexity and uh, kind of uh, over the top nature of the fight scenes, that it's that kind of person coming from that kind of a background, and uh, and so that was pretty cool. I enjoyed that. The Batmobile. Yeah. Um, I like it. I wish there was more of it. That's all I'm going to say about that. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, other than, other than spoiler stuff. <laughs> yeah. So I, I will say, so right off the bat, um, there's a, uh, there's a scene right off the bat that gets your, my adrenaline pumping. And oh that, man. Like it, so right off the bat th- the, for the first like chunk of the movie, it was just like, holy cow, this is, this is just adrenaline. Go, go, go. And then. The, you know there there's uh there is a a stretch where there's not as much action but then whenever the action happens again it gets that adrenaline pumping so yeah. it's like it does its job the action really did its job incredibly well of like elevating the action whenever it needed to elevating the your, your uh snapping your attention back whenever right. it needed to that sort of thing well so. and the thing is i didn't i don't think it like we'll talk about in the spoiler section i didn't think it felt slow Except for a couple parts, mm. like but like overall, this didn't feel like it dragged dragged out, and it felt like it respected the storytelling process enough so that like it didn't jump too fast through this story because they could have jumped through this pretty quickly, uh, and I, I'm I'm glad that they didn't. It, I mean, it's it's a two and a half hour long movie, so it's long, yeah. But I'm like, I'm okay with it being that yeah. length. So the director's cut. Apparently, there's a director's cut that is 30 minutes longer. So it would go o- over three hours, yeah. basically. Well, and I will. I, will, I, will, I do want do want to say something about that. You know, like so. This is a PG-13 movie, but it's about as close to an R as you can get without right. without hitting it. Yeah. The and, uh, so they they screen the three hour version, and the three hour version would be an R. There's there's no there's no like it's not going to hit an R because of the language. Nope. But it's just like the the content matter and the brutality of some of this stuff, and just it's. I mean, it's a pretty dark movie. Yeah. And so, just keep that in mind whenever you're taking your kids. Like, it's a darker movie. Like, this is not. You know, this is darker than Christopher Nolan's Batman. Yeah, and this is not like an Avengers kind of uh, no. kind of a tone. You know, and this is you know, like you said, darker than Christopher Nolan. So, I mean, obviously, Dark Knight got into some really crazy dark territory, but this kind of is it deals with some uh, some some kind of darker, more um, heavy topics uh, and 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 plot points and things. So, yeah. I mean, just be be aware of that. That it's not like. Oh, 
oh, let's go see the the Superman movie, you know, uh-huh. with you know, with your you know nieces and nephews or whatever. <laughs> you know, it's it's gonna be a little bit more intense than that. Yeah. So, um, I, very we, scary at some points too. We saw it in IMAX, and I will say. There, like there are parts whenever it's shot in IMAX and it opens up into IMAX, yeah. like that was worth it for yeah. sure. I'm all like I'm always a proponent of IMAX visually and even like audibly. Like you know, like I saw the Force Awakens in um, uh, standard uh, digital. It wasn't thirty. I about said thirty five millimeter, but you know what I mean. Like in a normal yeah. theater, and like there were parts of the soundtrack and the sound effects. And I'm just like, that's it's missing yeah. a ton of stuff. You know, it's so, like I'm always a proponent of that, but like. This is definitely one where it's like, okay, it does make an impact in those scenes whenever it opens up. It doesn't open up to the four full four by three or whatever, but it opens up to the sixteen nine. Yeah, and it makes an impact. It does make an impact. And what's interesting about that is comparing it to kind of where Man of Steel was with the same thing. I, I felt like it was uh, close. I almost liked some of the Man of Steel moments better than this one. I thought that they handled when it popped to those moments uh, somewhat better than this. Um, so so. they just didn't do it as much like it was noticeable whenever they did it here right and I th- because they only did it a few times right. you know it wasn't like you know like the hunger games what was it catching fire like yeah. the whole arena was yeah the whole second half of the movie shot in that you know so like but this was just more pick and choose even even less so than like nolan's batman stuff right right um we didn't see it in 3d didn't see it in 3d i was surprised well so, yeah so like most of the time these screenings are in 3d like if it's like <laughs> If if it's uh, if there's a option for 3D, they normally take it and give it to you. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, this was obviously like a fan screening, like one of the, uh, the this is one of the earliest screenings that there was. And I just wonder, like, what you know, what was the thought process of making this one not 3D? Is the, is the intended uh, viewing not 3D? You were saying whenever you were looking at the IMAX, mm. there were uh, 3D showings as well as non 3D showings that were for sale. Yeah, I was looking at like opening night, um, and I was looking at tickets, and like the six o'clock first showing was in IMAX 3D, mm-hmm. but then the 9 o'clock and then midnight showing were in standard yeah. IMAX. Now so, I w- like, I don't know if, like, they're mixing and mm. mix. Maybe maybe that's it. Maybe, like, maybe... Th- we'll see. If this if this continues to be a trend, like, maybe IMAX is, has heard, like, okay, we love IMAX, but we don't like seeing it in 3D. So right. maybe they're going to mix it up, be like, well, some showtimes will be 3D, some of them won't be. You can choose which one you want. I also wonder if Warner Brothers maybe like A B testing this where it's like, hey, if on this one the you know, more people are choosing the non three D ones than yeah. are choosing the three D ones, you know, then maybe they're like, Well, it's not a not a cost effective thing for us to put all of our movies in three D and enforce like a, a IMAX three D only thing. Well if they can have, you know, both versions running at the same time, I don't see why not. Honestly, right. because yeah, like maybe they've done some research and found out that there are people who would spend the extra money on an IMAX ticket, but won't because it's 3D or something like right. that because it gives them headaches or whatever. So, you know, so like I could totally see that being an issue that they're trying to solve. I also think about like, okay, so we did not see this in 3D. So, I mean, I, I'm speaking to something that maybe I don't know about. So, what I'm about to say, take it with the take it with a grain of salt because I'm not sure what it would be like in 3D. But I'm thinking about some of those um, muted, like those those grainy blacks mm. and the kind of yeah. the crushed, compressed blacks things. I don't know how that would translate to like a, a 3D scenario if it would mess with like the plane of like I don't know if it would mess with things. If how how visually impressive this would be in 3D versus standard. I would almost I'm personally I would I would much rather probably see this movie specifically 
quickly because of that in non 3D. Like thinking about it now, I'm like, I don't know if I would choose to go to a 3D show. Or those might make it like that might make it uh, stand out more because like you think about it. Do you remember? um, Was it before? I think it was before Big Hero Six. There was a, a short film. It was a animated cartoon where it was like there was like a black dot or hole or something they were moving around. Like it was like black and white and like the black was like different planes from the, I the don't white. remember that. You remember Chris? that? Maybe it was a different film. Anyway, what's, and, and it played with 3d and black and white. Interesting. And you know, it's like, but what's interesting. So what's interesting about that for the most part, the way your eye perceives black is going to be at zero space. Yeah. So like that's going to be your median that's like that's where every everything lives. That's flat, you know, right there. Like if you're looking at a, a 2D screen, that's where black is going to exist for the most part. Everything else is going to be you can throw it behind it or throw it in front of it, but black's going to exist there in the middle plane. Interesting. So maybe that I mean cuz a lot of times they'll cater to 3D. Maybe right. those scenes in uh, that were like super contrasty like even overly dark for no reason, it felt right. like sometimes maybe those would play better in uh, in three D. I'm thinking specifically of one where it was pretty dark and there was like a lot of gunfire and stuff. Yeah, maybe the gunfire would pop out cr- like you know crazy. Maybe in 3D. I mean I don't know. And, and like I said, I, I'm not sure, but I'm just thinking about it. I'm like, man, that that it would be interesting to find out. Kind of makes me want to go watch it three D now, John. Mm, mm, <laughs> mm. So, Chris, are you ready to uh, to tell people whether or not they should go see this movie? Oh, yeah. They should definitely go see this movie. Again, be wary. Don't take your, you know, six-year-old kid yeah. and take this. They're all scared now of Batman and Superman and say that Chris and John told you to take him. But make your own decisions. Yeah. I tell you go see this movie. So I would say – so so I, I, have, I have a few thoughts on this. So I say if you're a DC fan – Definitely go see this movie. What are you waiting for? You should have been in the theater tonight. Um, if you are a Batman or a Superman fan, you absolutely should go see this movie. If you don't care about either of those characters, um, and maybe you're like, oh, but I love the Marvel films and all this, it, this may not be your cup of tea. Like, I it, think if you like the Marvel films, you're gonna you. It's darker for sure, but it's still like super. Like you're still into superheroes at that point. John. That's true. That's true. I mean, I don't know. I mean, if you absolutely just don't like superheroes, yeah. But um, I mean, I'm thinking like just like. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I get, I get what you're saying in terms of like, okay, if you are a film lover, maybe you're not a huge, huge superhero film uh, fan, you still should see Nolan's Batman movies. Correct. Okay. Because they're good films. Like they're, they're very well done. They're like, there's parts of them that are very like artsy. Yeah. In the best sense of the word. This is not that. Right. So like that, this might this, this is definitely like a, a popcorn movie. Yeah, you know? it definitely like, plays to those uh, like the the superhero fans. You yes. know, it, it plays to that very well, like very well executed, very well done. But it definitely plays to that. But I also think about like if you're a um, it, again, there's crazy people out there, Chris, who may not like Batman or Superman, mm. but they like you just called comic some listeners books. crazy. Oh, well, I mean. This is the thing, and though. they like superheroes, I mean, but they, they just still, don't. They're just like, but I don't know, a Man of Steel. Here's the other thing: I would say, like, if you didn't like Man of Steel, yeah, you probably won't like, you know, be super into this. Like, I you, think you would. You might. You you would enjoy it probably more than Man of Steel, but I don't know. Because listen, there are some people who like didn't like Man of Steel, but they love Batman. You know, like, that's we're, true. We're getting we're we're, we're parsing hairs. You're here, right, John. Chris. Like we're You're getting right. way too like in the You're weeds. You're right. You're right. But. Uh, 
I see what you're saying in terms of like it's not for everyone. Correct. Yes. Correct. That's the only thing I'm saying. But I, I say go see it because I really enjoyed it, man. Yes. I, uh, I, I, yeah, I really enjoyed it. There's nothing else for me to say there. So. <laughs> yeah. So you ready to spoil this? Thing, I'm ready Chris. to spoil this? Let's count down the spoiler clock. Okay. It's the spoiler clock at, is going. It's gonna start at ten. Okay. We're starting at ten. Yep. It's going to nine. Nine. It's going to eight. Seven. Six. Five. Four. Three. Turn it up. Two. One. Spoilers, Chris. Superman dies at the end of this movie. <laughs> That's crazy. I know. So let's start. Let's start here for a second, okay? And then we'll jump back. Okay. Similar to uh, s- some some previous Goyer films. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was talking to someone earlier today. Like we knew that Doomsday was coming. Yeah. From the previews, okay? Yeah, I got spoiled on that. So I, I was trying to avoid oh, that particular man. trailer, yeah. but I was going through my Twitter feed at one point, and I saw a screenshot of Doomsday, ago, ago and it goes, this? Doomsday! It was right after the, the trailer dropped, and I was like, that's well, what I'm saying. Like, that the, sucks. The trailer, like, literally, like, it, it showed the introduction of Wonder Woman, and showed Doomsday, and that he was made from Zod, and, like, all this stuff. Like, it was just, like, a it was ridiculously spoilery trailer. I was afraid that they weren't go- – I was like – my biggest fear was that they were going to introduce Doomsday and they would just team up together and beat him and Superman wouldn't die. That was because your fear? That was my fear. Like Superman has to die if he faces Doomsday. Otherwise, it doesn't respect – Doomsday as the villain doesn't really respect the source material. Like that's the story. Yeah. Otherwise, you're wasting Doomsday. Yeah. And I thought it would be, and the other reason I was afraid they wouldn't do it is because it's a bold move. It is a bold move. He's only been in two movies, and you're going to waste the guy. Yeah, so it's, okay, so it's a bold move. Let's start there. It's a bold move, but there's a big asterisk here where right at the end of the movie, it's obvious. You know, I, I don't know. I, it's not, so, so like, this is the thing, like, moving forward, <laughs> this is like, we're doing this backwards almost. We are. But, you know, moving forward... We don't get another Superman movie. Right. Like, we were looking at the slate, you know, like, there's not another yeah. Superman movie. Superman, for all intents and purposes, until t- past what, 2022? Well, we have like it mapped out for till 2020. Basically. 2020. Yeah. Superman is dead. Yeah. All right. And it's not well, even. Unless. So, until potentially we have uh, a Justice League movie right. in 2017. Right. Well, I was going to get to that. We have the Justice League movie, but like what they've you know now set up is like they're going to build the Justice League, moving out of this, moving forward. Mm-hmm. Okay, and honestly, like I could totally see them leaving Superman dead until the second movie or like or the end of the first movie or something. You know what I mean? Like he's not yeah. going to come back immediately at the beginning and all of a sudden be alive and well and present. So, I mean, this is the thing. As, you know, you and I as comic fans, right? we know he's coming back anyway. Right. Because, number one, that's what all comic book deaths do. They all come back to life. Right. But this one specifically, this was the first time, like, whenever, you know, this event had happened, like, this was the first time a major comic book character like this had died and then gone away for a period of time. That's why I think that they'll respect it. Because, like, in the comics, he died and went away for six months or however long it was. Oh, it was like a year. It was it was a long time. And so they're going to respect that here and let that grow. And that's why, like, whenever it happened, I'm like, oh, man. And I got, like, super emotional. I'm, like, tearing up and start to cry. Like, freaking Superman's dead. 
Really? Yeah. I like I, like whenever whenever it happened, it was one of those like I got a more emotional like before it happened than whenever it actually happened. Like whenever like, he's about to like the feels. You're like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, he's about to go. He's about to go uh, go die basically. Yeah. Whenever you know that that's gonna happen. Well, this is the thing, John. I just get emotional about Superman. Anyway. This is true. This is true. I understand, Chris. I understand. Um, what's crazy about about that? Like, I wonder how deep they're gonna go into that. That whenever Superman is gone, the mm-hmm. whole uh, like Superboy coming in, and then like a cyber cyborg Superman. Well, we saw Cyborg. In. So, yeah, Cyborg is supposedly on uh, on the slate of movies for 2020. Um, and so I just wonder how deep into this they're gonna go. Where in fact in the comics there was like a fake Superman that yeah. came uh, came smashing out of the the grave or whatever and came back to life or whatever, and it was like a, a clone Superman. Or whatever. I don't think it's gonna be that necessarily. Like I think you know to, um, I think we're, they alluded to at the end. You know Bruce alluded to the fact that they needed to get the team together because right. they need to fight. Like, and that's basically what they did in the comics was they like, we have to re- replace and be stand-ins for Superman now. Right. And I think Bruce under, I finally at the end of the movie understood where, what he was doing and where he was kind of standing in the world. Right. And uh, now he realizes we have to fill that role now. Right. Which is going to be cool. I mean, I, I like that. And is I there like, a Batman movie on the slate? No, that's no dis- Batman. That's disappointing. It's very disappointing, but I don't know. I like. I look at some of this stuff. I think about these are big tent poles where they're like, "Oh, a big movie's going to be here. Big movie's going to be here." It's very strange that they that anybody, any you know, uh, production company or whatever, would be like, "Oh, in 2020," and this was like four years ago that this li- or like two years ago that this list was announced. Mm-hmm. That they would say, "2020, we know what the title of the movie is. We know who's starring in it. And we know like they just released all of this information all at once." And so I I wonder. How much of some of these, uh, like Cyborg and then the Green Lantern Corps into like 2020, mm-hmm. how much of that is like a variable thing where it's like if people are demanding a Batman movie, they're not going to not give them a Batman movie. Yeah, you know? I, uh, that's a good point. I wonder if they were hesitant to put that on the slate in case everyone hated. Uh, There's a lot of backlash whenever they announced that. Ben Affleck was going to be Batman. Like, yeah. what if everyone, they were like, well, what if everyone hates him? We're not going to put right. anything on the calendar just in case, you know, everyone hates him. So. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, if Marvel, um, they moved around their slate whenever they brought Spider-Man in. Correct. And so it would be just as easy, I would think. Oh, yeah. I mean, not yeah, being ahead of a studio to move around uh, DC's <laughs> slate of movies. This is true. For us, it's very easy to say, <laughs> nah, we'll just push back, yeah. uh, push back that, you know, Shazam movie or just whatever. Squeeze it in there. Which the Shazam movie, actually, uh, there were details released about that one. And it's not supposed to come out until 2019, but it was Shazam and uh, and uh, The Rock was supposed to be cast as uh, John. as the, the villain in that movie. The villain? Yep. No, I want him to be Shazam. I know, right? No, that's what everyone thinks. Okay. Like, I, I feel like he should be Shazam because gonna... Shazam, he should be the because uh, Billy Batson, right? Yeah. So he's a kid, yeah. and then he says Shazam, and he turns into the, he, the Rock. Like, why not? I mean, how why not? how much more of a jump can you get? That's true. Between a, a child and the Rock, I have a deep love. I don't know if I've expressed this before on the podcast. I love the Rock. Yeah. Not not like in a romantic way, but I he's. He's amazing. Yeah. I like him a lot. He's he's awesome. Ever since he was in the rundown and Arnold Schwarzenegger passes the torch to him, the yeah. action movie torch, and yeah. said good luck as he's walking into the club before he beats some guy through a table. You know what we need? We huh. need a Terminator with the rock in it. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. I mean, think about it. It's, yeah. it, it psh, 
There you go. I, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm okay with almost anything that The Rock is in. Yeah. And I also like, I feel like he's a really genuine um, actor and person. Yeah. Another side note, then we'll get back to Batman and Superman. Yep. They're in the middle of making a Baywatch movie. Yep. If they don't have that theme song in that Baywatch movie, oh I'm going to be super disappointed, John. Chris, the Baywatch theme was amazing. I, I know. I also, like, I remember... I remember being a kid and being like, man, how do you like, can I do slow-mo? Like, I can, can I be like in slow, like, cause everybody looks cool in slow-mo. I know. Everyone looks super cool in slow-mo. I mean, it's like, geez. Super so. cool in slow-mo. And then just like, again, the drums in that. Oh and, my gosh. And it, okay. There's a freaking guitar solo in the middle of your intro. Yep. Who does that? Well, apparently Baywatch does, Chris. Mm, it was fantastic. But yeah, so Shazam with The Rock would be amazing. We're, we're voting for that, Chris. We're, we're holding out hope Put for my that. Foot What's down. funny about that is there was actually uh, there was a Shazam uh, back like ye- a few years ago that was in development mm. with the same exact uh, casting. Like it was like, oh, well, we want to do Shazam with The Rock. And so like, it, you know, it was a good idea then. It's also a good idea now. Let's just actually make it happen this time yeah. instead of just sitting on it and letting it pass, mm. you know, pass by, by the uh, the wayside. Who's the Shazam villain? Who's Shazam's villain? Uh, Black Adam. Okay. Which he's basically the evil. Like he, you think about like a. Uh, so would the Rock be a better Black Adam? I don't know. It depends. I just like his personality as like a hero. Yeah. Um. But I mean, he can also he, be. Uh, he he can, can also be a. Uh, I was about to say with like WWE and stuff, uh-huh. and he's kind of a villain there. Yeah. And so well, I, I, either one, either one would be fine. I just really like the idea of him playing. Um, Basically playing a, a like a little kid, like uh, yeah. the, the personality of a right. child right. in The Rock. True. You know, I just like that idea. Let's back up a little bit and talk about Batman v Superman from the beginning. Okay. I I wasn't sure how much they would actually recap of Batman's history, but I'm glad they did what they did. Yeah. You know, like it, I don't think it wasn't necessary until the end. You know, like this is another one. This is like the beginning. Yeah. You know, they show like his parents getting shot and all that kind of stuff. It wasn't necessary until whenever he's fighting Superman. Same thing with like you know he goes and sees his mother. Um, and, and her tombstone and like they tease like her name and all that kind of stuff yeah. like all that and and it brings it full circle I'm like I was just getting chills like yeah. I was like holy cow what have they been doing to me that was a really good moment the, um, o- the only scene uh, oh sorry you can go no ahead. no like in that in that scene though in the very beginning I was very it was very strange um, like for me, anyway, because whenever he runs off at the uh, at the funeral or whatever, yeah. then we kind of start flashing back to it and stuff. There were weird moments where I was like, "This was like orchestrated very strangely," where it almost it feels like you're trying to go for like a Spielbergish kind of vibe. Whenever he's like running off into the woods and stuff, yeah. and then it like tracks tracks back to that night and the 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 orchestration of the gun getting caught in the pearls mm-hmm. was weird like I, I don't know like the, the that that moment to me is just very yeah. strange like I mean, that's somewhat very, unnecessary that's a very watchman like that's what you know kind of stuff he didn't watch when works like right. this is just done for visual effect and that's a right. Zack Snyder thing and I don't think we could have gotten away from that in here no I don't think it was a bad thing like some of the sometimes no. it's like you know some of the things he does and I actually I liked I liked that a lot like whenever it went off and broke the necklace was super right. cool um I did. I was thinking about that, like the fact that some of that stuff fell off, and the things that always ended up feeling they fell off were always the things that ended up being dreams. 
Yeah, and like that—that that was part of it. Like that—that that definitely was part of it. But like, I think about the uh, some of the dream sequences going forward to uh, a couple of the dream sequences. Some of those, like, it just got a little bit in the weeds for me, just a little bit. Where it's like, man, what this this was a, a like a little bit too long or a little bit too too out there, a little bit something about it was just well. That's what I was saying. You know, like we, we were saying, which the, dreams the, get that way in so the pre-spoiler very... section or whatever we were saying, like. The only parts that felt long were those. Whenever I, because about halfway through, I would realize this is a dream, and then I'd be like, "Why are we doing this?" And that's right. the David Goyer thing, right? Like he likes to do that kind of stuff. But for the most part, I thought that they all tied in really, really well. By the time you get to the end, you're like, "I'm really glad that they spent the time to do that because right. it had a, a larger emotional impact." And honestly, made the switch between I'm going to beat the heck out of Superman to I'm going to stop like make way more sense in terms of Bruce's character. Yeah. And then I also think about whenever we get to see these moments, we get to see this, this um, hallucinogenic Bruce, right? It gives you a look at the character and I guess it, even though there were moments where it was like, okay, that took too much time or that took a lot of time to do that. It almost would be faster to show where his psyche is at and how, how um, single minded almost he is about things whenever you're doing it that way versus something else. Yeah. It's just whenever you, whenever I got in there and like, like you said, whenever I realized, Oh my gosh, this is another, this is another dream or, or, Oh my gosh, what the heck? You know, whenever you have that kind of what the heck moment, mm -hmm. that's where I feel like it should cut. Whereas it kind of went a few steps farther than that a few times, especially what the heck was up with the one where the electric uh, Iron Man dude comes out of the, yeah. the computer screen and is talking to him. Well, so like that one tied back in. Cause that's what, that's what Superman's saying to him at the end. Those are the same words he was saying. Yeah. Um, which, who is that supposed to be? Don't know. We don't know? I don't know, man. And then, it, like, that that was one of the moments where I was like, what the heck are we looking at here? Yeah. I mean, so, I think the, the one that, like, felt long and, like, just didn't really make sense in terms of everything to me, other than the fact that it looks cool, which is a Zack Snyder thing to do, was <laughs> the, the whole scene in the desert whenever yeah. he goes and gets the kryptonite, which I know... Like that tied into like the getting the kryptonite kind of thing, and he looks super cool. Yep. Like with the scarf on and goggles, I'm like, what? Yep. This is this is awesome. Kind of like the steampunk Batman. Yeah, and then the the like the Superman army. Um, that was pretty cool. That was really cool. So I mean, I mean, and then what was up with the weird insect things there? Oh, those were the devils out of Lex Luthor's painting. How he hadn't I even believe. seen that. Yeah, I know he hadn't seen it. That's why I'm saying it makes no sense. But that's so, like an, that's like a, like a. But that electric guy, you know, in that dream within a dream, saying the same <laughs> words as uh, uh, as Superman didn't really make any sense either. No, you know? and so, the, like yeah, that and then the, so 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 going I'm back, I'm willing I, to excuse all that stuff. Yes, I agree. I am very much willing to excuse that stuff as well. But I think about like whenever I'm going to go back and watch this thing, I'm like, oh, okay, maybe I'll think about going to get popcorn or going to like you know that's the moment where you choose ah oh, restroom break yeah, time. There's some pretty cool action in that desert. Um, oh, in the desert for sure. I don't know, dude. It's just like those those weird scenes are just like, what the heck? Because I thought we were actually in the desert. Like whenever he's getting captured, <laughs> and stuff, you're like, what? Is he actually in the I desert know. here? Well, see, like by the time we hit that one, I was like, man, I really wish this was real and not a dream. Yeah. Like that's what I was thinking because I'm yeah. like, this is so cool. I yeah. wish this was real. Still, like this is the other side of that. And then we'll then we'll leave this subject. Yep. Um, I liked the fact that they were able to do crazy things like that. Yeah. 
without having to make it fit into the rest of the narrative. They're like, we want to see him in the desert fighting some dudes. Yeah. You know? And so I'm like, I want to see that too. Go at it. You know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, I don't want to see you know? necessarily Batman doing his laundry at the laundromat, but I do want to see him fighting some dudes in the desert. If it was a laundromat with bad guys in it, I would totally watch that. Uh, yes. But if it's like just little old ladies putting their. Or he's like, just, oh, I, sorry, I got blood on my suit here. I've uh-huh. got to throw it in the wash. That'd, that'd be funny, actually. So going back to the very beginning of the movie, it seems interesting, like we talked about uh, in the non-spoiler section, where it entwines, like there's a, a there's a full Batman arc in this, and there's a full mm-hmm. Superman arc in this, mm-hmm. where the Batman arc is almost a, a complete opposite of the Superman arc in a way. And they kind of unite there at the end under the same kind of meaning. They bring the same meaning to this. Um, where Batman the whole time is very single-mindedly trying to be the one that uh, is holding Superman accountable mm-hmm. um, for something, for everything. And at the end, he realizes this dude is just like me mm-hmm. and and we're here and Superman the whole time throughout the movie, the opposite of this is happening where he's saying, man, maybe I really, you know, am not good for the world. Maybe, Mm -hmm. maybe they're right. You know, he's watching these news reports and all this stuff. And then he comes to the conclusion at the end where he basically, you know, says I am human Mm -hmm. and I need, need help. Mm -hmm. And I I liked that, that moment where he's like, I can't be the Superman. You know, I'm, I, I, you know, basically whenever he he flies off after telling uh, Lois that, um, what is exactly does he say? He says something about. He said, "This is my world." Oh no 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 no! Not out there. Uh, but bef- like whenever he's going to fight, uh, Bruce. Oh, he said that. Um, uh, you, something like you can't be perfect forever. Exactly. Like um, and so like it, it, he kind of goes goes that that route of it. And so like they come to the same kind of point where it's like let's team up yeah. in two completely different ways where yeah. they're both like very antagonistic towards each other when they first meet. And I loved it that it was it was so well orchestrated and so well done with an aha moment whenever uh, whenever they're at the party, the Lex Luthor party for different mm-hmm. reasons. Mm-hmm. And then Superman obviously hears Batman's uh, signal. Yeah. And yeah, I, so, I those that was a very cool orchestrated moment. Yeah, if I was gonna say like I really like missed one thing, it would be I w- would have liked to have seen. We saw a lot of uh, Bruce's mindset and thought process. I would like to have seen a little more of Clark and Superman's mindset yeah. and thought process, just because he does realize that that's Batman. Bruce Wayne is Batman. He knows at that party that like Bruce is Batman. Yeah, and so I'm like, oh. Like, what caused him to not confront him later or right then or something like that? You know, like, what was going on in his mind through all this? And he kind of clues us in and... uh, and talks about you know like what you just said where he's 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 wrestling with the same issues that everyone else is wrestling with you know and um, and so like I would have liked to have seen that thought process coming from him a little bit more yeah there was a lot of like it did get old you know like okay another freaking news report wondering right. if Batman or Superman's good for the world just like I'm yeah. tired of hearing these people I kind of want to hear from uh, Clark what he thinks yeah and. Um, and and then along those same kind of lines, I would have also liked to have seen uh, Lex Luthor's thought, thought process a little bit more. Like he, I mean, great job coming across as a crazy, insane person. Like, <laughs> and, yeah. and and honestly, like I'll tell you what, my main thought is after this is like, what is the Joker going to be like if Lex Luthor's this crazy? Yeah. You know what I mean? He's going to have to be crazier than that. Yeah. So that's wild. But I would I, because Lex 
orchestrated all these things, like I kind of wanted to see that um, those threads kind of start to come together at the end. Because by the end, you realize it. Mm-hmm. And so by the time you realize it, I kind of want to see like the, the the threads come together in thought process. You kind of see it whenever he's talking to Superman, but you still don't really understand how he really did everything. You don't, I don't think you need a you don't need a big monologue. I was about to say, like, the, you know what solves this, Chris, is, is the typical Lex Luthor monologue. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, where he just walks around the room and tells where Superman, Superman, you're at my mercy. Let me just talk to you for a second. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Very Doofenshmirtz-like. Which he kind of did, but, you know, like, I don't know, like, I, uh, I don't, not necessarily to Superman, but just kind of a behind-the-scenes kind of look. I yeah. guess we, I just didn't see, we didn't have any scenes with Lex, like, doing anything besides monologuing yeah and besides throwing uh, zod's body in the uh, pool of water oh man yeah and even that was uh that was super fast it was just like would you like to know everything in the world he's like, yes <laughs> absolutely <laughs> all of a sudden i know everything about superman you know well, and, and, and everything and everybody yeah everything about this you know about space and about other uh, like all those worlds and stuff that it had stored here's my question yeah is he referencing dark side uh, it's either Darkseid or, like, um, oh, what's his name? Mongol with the War World. Okay. I mean, one of those. Uh, Mongol and War World would be less likely in my mind right now because Mongol and War World likes to get good. Um, that seems like a good second, like a second wave because that would be uh, he's going to capture these awesome fighters and things and have them fight in his war world or yeah. whatever. Um, so I would say it's probably dark side. Yeah. So here's something that I was thinking about this. The, the, the doomsday connection with all of this, mm-hmm. we were talking uh, on the way back where, you know, what, what comic strings is this pulled from mm-hmm. pulled from the, uh, the Superman doomsday uh, death of Superman. Yeah. Death of Superman um, storyline pulled from the, uh, the dark Knight um, returns, returns storyline. there. very like liberally and they kind of right. intermixed them and it was very cool in the way that they oh, did they it. Smashed them together, you know, yeah, and, and like, like things were d- in different order and things it's almost like you know like you just, it's like you take two lego toys yeah smash them both together then all their pieces are all mixed up and like you don't know necessarily where they all go exactly they're all there exactly and then so i was thinking about okay so the dark side thing taking that and saying this is why the heroes of uh earth uh this earth unite is a really cool idea because mm-hmm. if they just done something like some of the justice league storylines i've done in the past where you know oh it's an alien invasion or if it's mongol or if it's dark side or whatever it becomes um too similar to the Avengers, something we've seen before, something mm. that, that has happened ah, before. So the way that they went with this, with doing, here's a villain that is going to uh, kill one of the big heroes here to unite the rest of these heroes. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And it, it draws parallels with me with the Avengers movie where they had to kill someone, where Joss always talks about, well, I had to kill somebody that meant a lot to people. And so here's this character that has been in all of these uh, with uh, with Agent Coulson, who's uh-huh. been in all of these films up until this point. We got to kill him. And so they kill him, right? And so this was even more bold of a move than that where it's we got to you know to to unite these people we not only have to have a big threat but it's we're going to kill someone and then we need them yeah. and so like, i thought that was a very a very good play a very bold play a very mm-hmm. smart play though because it was something new something that we haven't seen before in the cinematic universe of either of these shows you know or e- yeah. either of these universes which is cool yeah 
I um, I really liked. Uh, you mentioned you know Bruce at the end. You know is, is trying to unite everyone. Like and whenever he's there, stand there at like Clark's funeral. Mm-hmm. It's just like man, Bruce Wayne, dude. Like he's the man. Yeah. Like and and you kind of see like. Parts of things that they allude to in the comics, you know, where he always has a contingency plan in terms of, what if this person goes rogue? I know how to uh, take them out. You know, Mm -hmm. like, I I know how to take every single one of these people out, you know? And, like, he's always, like, he's a human. Like, that's the thing I love about Bruce Wayne is that he's a person. He's a human. He's not... He's not Superman. He's yeah. not someone from another planet. He's not an Amazonian warrior. You know, (laughs) he's, like, he's a man, but he he's able to plan ahead and use his intelligence and his wits and honestly just natural instincts to survive and to best operate as a superhero. You know, like he operates on a superhero level, even though he's not like a superhuman, you know? Yeah, I agree. And like, what's fun about, about Batman specifically is in the way they've gone with this character, it's, it's, there's, there's one thing, one critique I have about the way they're going with, um, Batman and Superman in this, uh, and I'll get to that in a second, but something I really love about Batman in in this take, with this take on it, Mm. um, the single-mindedness and the fact that once he has his mind set on something, anything else, like, he will do anything, Mm. anything, whatever it takes to do that, Mm. you know, whatever he was, you know, dedicated to killing Superman, or, or at the very least weakening Superman and showing Superman that he can't just do what he wants, and Mm. that he has to answer to someone, he did it, you know, single-mindedness. He did whatever it took, stealing from people, you know, breaking so many bones, whatever. Whatever it took, he was going to do it. And then whenever he was saving uh, Martha, whatever it took, he mm-hmm. was going to do it. Whenever he was, he said, I'm, I'm going to save her. He, whatever it took, he did it to the point of basically eliminating everyone in that entire building <laughs> and then killing them, mm-hmm. uh, you know, killing probably some, most I don't know, maybe all of them in the big explosion there. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that is a Batman that we've seen before. That is a Batman in the comics. That is a Batman that, that is, uh, is a a force to be reckoned with. There's specifically, there is a a run, uh, where was the reintroduction of, of Supergirl into the comics, uh, which is, is Mm. awesome. It was in in Batman. Batman Yeah. Batman and Superman comics. And in that run, they go to, um, apocalypse with dark side and dark side doesn't really he's not scared of anybody other than batman he's you know batman comes into you know sneaks up basically it comes in and has this plan to like nuke the entire place um with with all of them in it or whatever and dark side's like yeah you were the only one that i was really scared of because i knew you would do whatever whatever it took and so like this is that batman this is that batman that is willing to do anything yeah and i really enjoyed that they nailed that home the one thing i didn't like i'm not i haven't wrapped my mind around in this universe yet is we have a Superman mm-hmm. that is willing to do um, via Man of Steel, and maybe not so much now, but he killed Zod in Man of Steel, and a lot mm-hmm. of people had problems with that. A lot of uh, comics, you know, people who have written for for Superman and things have issues with with that. And I didn't necessarily have an issue with it, but then having that Superman mm-hmm. that is willing to kill, and have a Batman mm-hmm. that is also willing to kill. It really just opens this weird universe uh, of of these cinematic you know things where it's like, well. Who then is not going to like? Who then is going to be the one? Because usually in the Justice League, if you if I if I think about the iterations of the Justice League, at least one of them, yeah, at any given time in any iteration, at least one of them has that code of like, well, I don't kill people, you know, whether it's right. Batman or whether it's Superman or whether it's you know somebody else. 
Diana usually is always willing to do whatever it takes. Right. And she just gets mad all the time. Yeah. It's awesome. So, so this is where I land on that because I was thinking about that a little bit. We've had enough iterations of Batman now that we know that whatever Batman this is, there will be another version of Batman at some point. And there's been plenty of other versions. So it's like if I really do have a problem with – like this version of Batman, then I just need to go watch the Nolan Batman movies. Yeah. You know, like or that just can, wait a minute, you know? Yeah, just wait a minute. Like, and so what, I, what I'm super happy about is like, and even like, you know, let's, let's, let's you know, talk, just talk about like Superman's world. This is a cr- the craziest Superman world that we've, I, I, that we may have ever seen. Right. Like in the comics and, or the movies. Mm-hmm. Like the comics get crazy in terms of like, there's just always these alien invasions and there's just like these weird kind of like storylines but not in terms of like Lex Luthor being certifiably insane. And yeah, I like, mean, sometimes he'll end up in prison. Other times he'll get out of prison and end up as president. Yeah. But he's never really been this crazy. Like, like you know, like we you think about Man of Steel. Like, yeah, that was a dark part of Man of Steel. Darker Superman kind of thing. Like whenever he had to kill Zod, like he was forced to kill Zod. It's either kill Zod or let more people die, kind of thing. And um, forcing Superman into that kind of a situation. In the first movie, like that's a dark move, but then taking it to these links and just like crafting the entire universe like this, yeah, I I love the I, I mean I love the shared universe like this is uh, this feels super super good um, in terms of uh, how um, cohesive the the universe is together mm-hmm. like Metropolis and Gotham. I never knew they were supposed to be, you know, like, I don't think they were necessarily supposed to be across the river from each other or whatever. Like, yeah, but, but, uh, I, I mean, I, I'm cool with it in this universe. Like it makes total sense. You know, it's like what they've done has, what they've created is a very like, uh, cohesive universe. The, the, you think about like, you know, Nolan's Batman and you're like, well, where would a Superman fit in with that? Well, I, I totally like, I don't know that it would, but it, I totally see how Superman fits in with this Batman. Right. So, so I'm, I'm okay exploring this is I guess yeah. is what I'm saying. Like, yeah, it may not be the, the definitive version of Batman that I want to, to, uh, to say is like, that's my favorite Batman. Or this may not be the, my definitive version of Superman that I want to say. That's my version of Superman. Right. Probably going to be my definitive version of Wonder Woman. If the yeah. Wonder Woman goes as well as she did here. Well, we think about like I've, I've always talked about whenever there was criticism of like, oh, well, I, 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 this isn't like she doesn't look like the the Wonder Woman, which is like the stupidest thing in the world. But it's like, you know, you're you're looking at something where we've had so many versions of Batman, we've had mm. so many versions of Superman, and this is you know maybe the third version of Wonder Woman ever, or the only one on on the big screen on uh, in in the cinematic world, and so it's like. Let them like. Let's just let it happen and like be be happy with the with this version of yeah. the character because this one's gonna go awesome and support it because if you want another version after <laughs> this, then you you know support it right and uh, and so I mean I'm I'm down with it but it's it's kind of one of those things where it's just like it's it's new territory to get into where it's like we have a Batman that kills people we have a Superman that kills people and you know while neither of them really uh, likes to and both of them didn't kill until they didn't have a choice. However, I will say the scene where Batman is towing those people's cars and he ends up throwing it at the other cars, <laughs> as awesome as that was, I'm like, those dudes back there are dead, 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 dead. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean it's, it's like the – so I I, uh, I want to compare it to the Arkham games for a yeah. second. Especially the most, 
the most recent Arkham game. Like you're running people over in the Batmobile. Like you're just like beating people down. You're like that guy's dead. There's yeah. no way he's still alive. But Chris, after you this. have a shock bumper that that vaults people like <laughs> I know twelve can, feet away, and then people, you can back over them. Where you run people over going like eighty miles an hour, and they're yeah. still alive apparently. Yeah. But you know it's it's uh, which what is it? Batman Begins. Whenever Batman, right. he, like even in that one, you know, like let's say what most people say is like the definitive Batman version of Batman in terms of the uh, the big screen. Uh, I forget where it is or what uh, character, but he like he says, uh, I think it's in the fire. He says something like, I, uh, I'm i not going to kill you, yeah. but I'm going to choose not to save you. Yeah, but I don't have to save you. But I don't have to save you. And so yeah. it's like, there's always been those lines, those underlying tones of Batman where of it's just like, I may not be the like direct reason that you died <laughs> right but right you're still dead right <laughs> yeah, the, the result is no different um but yeah i mean it's so so it's i think it's an interesting take and i think uh we'll see where it goes i'm i'm interested though and, and that's the thing is i don't think either of them like i said i haven't wrapped my mind really around what that means for this universe mm-hmm. but it's I, i'm i'm open to it and it's you know while like you said it, it may not be what i consider like the definitive version more so of superman batman can batman is Batman is crazy uh, in all iterations right. and is is on the edge of all of that. Yeah. Um, but Superman, like eh, the Superman killing thing and then the Superman kind of darkness thing, again, I don't know where he stands now. Uh, come to this movie two years removed from from the events of Man of Steel. But I'm, I'm having to open my mind and be like, okay, what does that mean for the universe? Yeah. What does that mean for the stability of the yeah. of the uh, the entire Justice League kind of structure? And, you know, what... what how do we move forward? Well, things, it's, so. it's a darker, it's a darker storyline, and, and honestly, like you know, think in terms of like, um, like the, the the movies, like it was there was only really a, one other version of of Superman in the movies, right? Um, so we have one version in the movie to compare it to, right? In the the comic books, most of the time, they don't explore this period in Superman's life as much. You know what I mean? Like he's only been on the Earth for th- two. Well, sorry, he's only been. S- Superman for like two years, right. you know, and so uh, most of the time we're dealing with a Superman who has been around for a while and has an established um, sense of uh, community and knows where he fits in with the government and you know talks you know and deals with the Justice League and all this kind of, and like none of this stuff is in place and so. Superman, to some extent, is still finding out who he is and and uh, and how he can operate in this world. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, very interesting, dude. So, something else I wanted to mention: we, we jumped around a lot in this movie, as far as like from time and from place yeah. and from place to place and place to place. It felt at one point it felt very much, almost more so, more jumping, but. I was like, whenever we hit the party, and then kind of after that, I was like, "This feels like a Mission Impossible movie," mm-hmm. you know, in some ways, uh-huh. um, which I which I liked. I liked that aspect of it. Um, I do think we saw a lot more of Batman than than we saw of Superman, and yeah. then definitely more so than we saw of like Wonder Woman or, or what what was going on there. Um, and also about Batman, I, there were some questions that I had about like the first few minutes where Wayne, uh, whenever, whenever we're in the flashback and he's the super exciting driving sequence where it's just nuts from the beginning and then Wayne Tower falls down. Who is he talking to on the phone? Jack, whoever his person is in the, in the building. Okay, so that makes sense because at one point whenever he says that, I couldn't understand him yeah. and I thought he said dad. Oh. And I was like, well, we never yeah. actually saw... 
his dad die on the street. But he, I thought he said dad too, but then, then he said it again after that. And, and then I thought later he said Jack on, again. and then later on, whenever he's standing in the burnt out Wayne Manor, he talks about my dad died whenever he was younger than I was, and I was right. like, well, that dude in the beginning definitely <laughs> wasn't younger than you yeah. are right now. No, no, no. That, and that if guy, it was your dad, it definitely wouldn't have been the case. That so, guy's name was Jack. Yeah. So, uh, so I thought that was a very poor Jack choice. Jack, the office manager. Poor choice of name. Mm. Um, unless, like, I was also thinking, I was like, well, I mean, he was young at the time. Maybe it was like his adopted dad. No, I, no, no. Anyway, I don't think he said dad. It was just like, yeah, it was. It was just kind of that. that scene uh, in particular he was kind of muffly mm-hmm. and there was a lot of like stuff going on there was a lot of explosions and alien action it was weird seeing him drive whatever the weird car that was it though. was a jeep something i or was other. like why are you driving this thing man i don't know it was a jeep something or other i mean he jumped in it it was like he he basically it seemed like he stole like a police officer's vehicle it did seem like he stole a vehicle yeah it was just which is hilarious first of all that, that bruce wayne just steps off his private helicopter and, and goes and steals a a, a vehicle um Makes sense, I guess. Yeah, but yeah, I uh, I really liked a lot. There was a lot of like really cool like uh, facial shots in this movie. Yeah, um, the the standout one at the at the end, you know, is obviously Lex Luthor getting his head shaved. Yeah, uh, but it reminded me of um, they uh, whenever he, uh, Zack Snyder did Watchmen. I have a, a photo book right. of a lot of characters. Like it's just basically just like their faces, you know, and I. There's something he he likes people's faces. He and he always finds very interesting looking people to play characters in his movies, which I really appreciate about him. Um, that he takes the time to like find those kind of people and cast those people. They just feel real and they feel like more uh, earthy and worldly. Like this is like just down like to earth people. Yeah, I think that's part of like his world building choices that he makes and it just makes something feel lived in. It makes makes these characters feel like make the worlds feel lived in, but it feels like these characters live in that world. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um you know, moving moving through the storyline, uh it was super I didn't I didn't I was surprised at how much that suicide bombing in the Capitol building like really kind of affected the storyline emotionally. Mm. Like it happened and you're like, whoa. Because mm-hmm. you not only realize like that's a huge deal in and of itself, you also realize that Superman totally missed it. Yeah. And then you realize that people are going to blame Superman for it. Right. And there's like, there's all those things just come flooding through your mind all at once. Well, I mean, and I realized that um, Lex Luthor didn't even tell his uh, his assistant, like the nope. person who's been there with him from, at his yep. side from the beginning, who... I would have enjoyed seeing him monologue to her some of his plans, um, or at least have conversations <laughs> he, about. Some I don't of think his he plans. told her his plans. No, exactly, and that's whenever you realize that that's probably why we haven't seen it is because she's right there in the dark with yeah. all of us. And that senator, like uh, number one, is she Mrs. Incredible? Yes. Okay. Elastic Girl. Elastic Girl. Yep. Uh, she did a phenomenal job in that scene specifically. I, I would say in the in the scene, um, whenever she was in Lex's mansion, yep. did a really good job. And then in that scene, you're like, like she she ramps up the tension in that scene like nobody's business. Yeah. Well, I mean, and not only that, like whenever any scene that she's in, she carries this weight to it. And what's funny about it is like you hear her voice on the mm-hmm. news yeah. more so than like you you almost see her and stuff. And so like because her voice is so cool and, and like I said, it carries this weight to it and seriousness to it. Anything that she says, you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm connecting with this. I'm paying attention. Yeah. And so then whenever she stops talking in that scene, it 
carries with it this like emptiness of what's going yeah, on. What is happening? Yeah, it's she because she stops dead in the middle of that phrase, and and uh, that's not something that we've seen her do. Whenever she talks in all these other scenes, she kind of just goes, and uh, and that's part of her character. And so stopping is so weird and so stark. Yeah, Ooh. I thought it was interesting, <laughs> and I think a little bit like of a nod to everyone um, or a wink, maybe a, yeah, more uh, forward thing. Whenever every single location they go to when they're fighting, like, are there people there? No, it's abandoned. Oh, I'm glad. (laughs) So glad that happened this time of day because everyone's at home. There's virtually no one there right now. (laughs) You know, like, where did you land? Rikers Island. It's abandoned. Right. Why did you bring him to this part to the back to the city? Oh, we're in the docks. There's no one here. It's abandoned. You know, like <laughs> they say it like three or four times. We're like, yeah. hey, it's abandoned, guys. There's no one here. We're gonna blow up a bunch of stuff. No one's dying. <laughs> it's abandoned. Oh, abandoned. Man. I was like, man, this is a lot of abandoned parts of the city. Well, whenever they destroy two entire cities in the in the first Man of Steel, killing unknown thousands. I mean, agreed. I agree. It's time for some uh, <laughs> some intentionality with where you're exactly. staging this fight. Uh, yes, I agree. But I, yeah, throw like mentioning that over and over again. I was like, I don't know. You know. Uh, let me. I just thought of something. The reason the de- like Superman dying faked me out. Like they faked me out the first time because he died up in space. I'm like, oh well, that's how they're going to get around the whole like him dying. See, thing. but that's from uh, the the Dark Knight Returns. Right. I know. And he doesn't die in the Dark Knight Returns. In fact, that is that that the, where he goes up in space and gets hit, hit by the nuke or, or carries the nuke up into space and right. it, bl- it blows up. That's before the fight with Batman, right? In the comics. I mean, I, I understand that. I just thought that that's how they were gonna like cop their way out of making Superman die. Oh, I see what you're saying. The, oh, Doomsday killed him up in yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, so then, whenever he was about to die again, I was like, oh man, yeah. they're gonna really do it now. Yeah. And then I was scared that they were gonna have him like totally come back to life before the end of the movie. Like, and so I was like, I, I thought it was. But they slipped the heartbeats into the actual uh, Man of Steel theme. Yep. Which was amazing. And so and so like but and so like that's why that was more of a bold move to me than like oh it's everything's okay now you yeah. know kind of thing. So yeah. anyway. This is just a complete aside. I will say, right before he about like right before he died, okay, and this there's there's a through line here um, that uh, one one major thing that I kept coming back to in this movie, Lois Lane going down and and, and trying to get the the spear and then like getting trapped down there and that like if you other like the only reason that she was really there and the only reason that that happened was that so he could have that conversation with her right before he went and ha- it happened so like there was this so that their relationship would have some sort of a payoff and i'm like man that is like the weirdest aside to have yeah right before this happens it's like but man it was, it's just but it was still powerful it was it was emotional but it's like could we have not found a different like way and a different reason for her to be here i was fine with it this is the thing like uh this might be blasphemy, but I'm not really a Lois fan. I've never really been a Lois fan. In the comics, movies, she's always where she shouldn't be. Yeah. She's always in it, getting into trouble. She's always distracting Superman from what he should be concentrating on. <laughs> like, 
That is blasphemous. Chris. All of this, no, that's I mean that's just what happens, and so like that just seems normal to me. I'm just like this is just like this always happens, man. And that's part of the, my problem with it is that like her character through this entire movie was there a single moment where she didn't like get into trouble and then that's Superman Lois, saves dude. her. That's always and she Lois. gets into trouble and he saves her, that, and then like and it's not even like, like a lot like sometimes in this movie it wasn't even that she intentionally got into it was just that, that Lex Luthor kidnaps I her. Know. That's Lois. That, I, John, have you? Chris, <laughs> that's what happens. But it doesn't have to be. I mean, but I mean, unless you change her character. I mean, agreed. But that's what I said. That's why I'm not a huge Lois fan. It's just, it's just in my mind. It's if you're uh, if you're going down the road of like, hey, let's take these characters and let's see what they're like in this gritty universe. See what they're like. Let's let's change the let's change the the damsel in distress Lois into something else. Well, she's not really a damsel in distress. She's just head. It's the headstrong. I'm gonna do what I want. I always like get into trouble, kind of thing. Like I don't. I I act before I think. It's not like damsel in distress necessarily. Like that ends up being the result of what she does. Like she, honestly, this is the thing about Lois. This person shouldn't even be alive anymore. This person is too dumb to be alive. She, <laughs> See, I don't agree with that. Yeah, she well, would get, she would get, if Superman was not around, if there was not a superhuman. Well, I guess that's true. We literally opened the Superman uh, plot line with her almost dying yes, and him saving her. She would die. And so, like. I just think it's it's so weird. Like, and it's it's it seems under under it's underserving what that character could potentially be and in this series. But, so. it's, but it's true to the character in all other iterations of this character. Uh, we're talking Lois and Clark Adventures of Superman. We're talking Smallville. We're talking the uh, original Superman movies, the comics. Like she's always like that. Yeah, it's just frustrating. And uh, yeah. <laughs> I agree. So, yes, I but it's still. I, I think it's one of those things where it I you're right that it's consistent with the character, but I'm I always ask why does it have to be consistent with the character? Because yeah. just make a just just make a like a character that would be like a real person. But I wasn't so. but I wasn't bugged about it. You know, like it didn't bother me that she was there necessarily. Oh, no. It just kept like, happening. Like, uh, and that that was the only thing about it was like it, oh, like at least at least three times in the in the the time, which means once every forty minutes. It like it came up as a plot point in the in the uh, like as a as a way to turn the plot as a way to move yeah. the plot forward, and it was just like ah. I just don't think it's a big deal. <laughs> cool. Um, so as far as that goes, Wonder Woman mm-hmm. with, with the way she was introduced, I appreciated that she was introduced early on in the thing uh-huh. as Diana, uh-huh. and then. Later on, we were introduced to her fully as Wonder Woman, which is like that's why I said earlier before that we got to the spoiler section that this was one of the coolest um, introductions, character introductions that I've seen because she was literally throughout the movie and was was uh, was there all along the way and had really solid reasons to be in all of these places yeah. uh, all along the way. And the payoff at the end was super cool. Yeah. Along those lines, you know, that's how Zack Snyder has treated all these characters. He introduced Clark first, yeah, not Superman. He introduced Bruce first, yeah. and then that now introduced Diana first. Yeah. Um, uh, I would say Aquaman didn't really do the same. Cyborg didn't do the same. Yeah, that Flash, was that was a really weird portion of, of this movie. Like the, the clicking through the files, I was like, well, this obviously was put <laughs> in here, and it just it almost felt like. Um, so I don't want to like project this onto the, but it felt like to me that it didn't really, that you could have removed those like 90 seconds, 
two minutes or whatever, and it's like the movie would have been fine without it, where it's like, oh, she, the, it she just has the files, and she's about to click on one, and then we cut. You know, yeah. it would have been fine. But because that they're thinking ahead, and they're thinking, oh, we let's put these people in this movie. Let's show people we have a plan. Let's just, you know, it, it, so it almost seems like the studio would have been like, if they hadn't put that in, the studio would have been like, well, why don't we put this in here? Oh, yeah. You know? That was definitely a studio move. Like, I don't, I, I don't for a second think that was a Zack Snyder or even David Goyer move trying to shoehorn those scenes in there and what was weird about it was like that the cyborg scene took longer than any of them and i'm just like who cares about cyborg right now well and it's like it it just like so thinking about like comparing this to like a video game um the batman video games there's these like major plot lines where it's like oh let's we gotta go save the city gotta save but then there's like this side thing where you're like oh why don't you come and uh come and fight this person over here and this was what that felt like where it's like there are bigger things to deal with right now than clicking through some files you know that sort of thing well i felt like i think that it felt natural that she was the one doing it It wasn't like batman took a pot like hey alfred why don't you tell me about those files that were in the He's flying and throughout flying in the bat wing. And, yeah. uh, what's well, what, what was weird was I think like I had read some kind of interview with Jason Moma, um, almost like a year ago or something like that. And he had like dropped some kind of like teaser, like that his introduction in Batman V Superman was going to be super cool. And I'm just like, I watch it and I'm like, oh, I, don't, I don't know. Like, I mean, it was okay. <laughs> it was whatever. It, it was kind of right. looks like James Cameron investigating the Titanic and then. Yeah, he just comes down with a spear. Well, I mean, I was just thinking. Well, it's his trident. I know. I know. Well, whatever <laughs> it is, it's not. It's two o'clock in the morning, John. Let's this not get true. hung up on semantics. This is true. Uh, yeah, and like, yeah, again, you just if you chop those out of this thing, it's like if it's it works better as a film if but you just like the, remove those. I guess but. The, the way that he had worded it made me think it was going to be like a part of the plot. So I like yeah. th- I thought that like whenever Lois threw mm. that spear down in the water, that like. Aquaman would would go get it and bring yeah. it up or something, you know, like that would have been that would have been awesome. Yeah, and and so like that's kind of what I was waiting for. Yeah, because of just I mean, and that was just like me projecting thoughts on his comment that he made. Right, and what's interesting about like that last thing, thinking about it again, the, the last moment there, we have Batman who was because I was wondering like why didn't just Batman go and get this spear, right? Like why? I mean, why didn't he hunt down where this thing was and uh, and try to go get it? I don't think he knew exactly, but I, I'm just wondering, like, because Superman is there fighting Doomsday, and then yeah. Wonder Woman's there fighting Doomsday, and Batman's just like trying to zip line around and get a good shot on Doomsday. But I, I thinking about it, like, it was Wonder Woman had something to do, Batman had something to do, Superman also had something to do there once he found the spear. Yeah, and well, I mean, it, it and that was so a sacrifice. Because remember, so. like, as soon as Bruce got. To the city, Doomsday was there, right? Um, and so, like, it wasn't like he, could, and <laughs> he looked Wonder around. Woman it's not like he ran butt. around through that complex for half an hour, being like, "Where are my keys?" <laughs> True. <laughs> Where did I leave my wallet? Yeah, and then, and then you know, obviously because. Uh, Lois had thrown it down into this thing. Only she really knew who, where it was too. Right. So, um, but yeah. So going back to the other characters, that would have been cool if they'd come up with the uh, the spear, but somewhat unnecessary for this film. I mean, yeah, uh, it was all unnecessary, honestly. But yeah, you know, they've got a. I, I would have been okay if they just left, like you said, like, left the logos on there. Lex knew about them, and let's tease it. Like maybe I was okay. I was okay with seeing the the footage as well. Like I was okay with seeing the flash. And then Aquaman, the one, again, the one that just felt like it was super out of place was Cyborg. Yeah. Because it was twice as long as the other ones, and it wasn't really clear who that was. Right. And then, you know, maybe they they gave it more screen time because 
less people know who Cyborg is, and that's the exact reason why they maybe they they made it get yeah. more screen time. But I would almost rather have a more condensed um, condensed clip and a yeah. condensed introduction to this character and have it be higher quality than a stretched out one that was felt very odd pacing wise. So I was watching the uh, I was reading the the credits whenever they were rolling. And one of the characters was Major Ferris, Ooh. which is pretty cool. Um, well, on I kind of hope that it would be great to actually have a good Green Lantern movie. On the movie slate, Chris, you want me to run down the entire list? Yes. Let's talk about moving forward. Yeah. Like, okay. We'll talk about moving forward, and then let's rate this thing, and we'll be done. Cool. We're kind of rambling at this yeah, point. Yeah, we, we've 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 sussed this thing out from from beginning to end here, Chris. Yeah. So, um, so we have Man of Steel that came out in 2013. We have Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice, which is where we are today mm-hmm. in 2016. Also in 2016, August 5th, Suicide Squad. Very Can't wait excited. For that. Wonder Woman, June 23rd, 2017. So a year, almost a full year later, uh, we have the Wonder Woman movie, which I'm very excited about. Holy cow. And I'm even more excited about it now, having been introduced to the character. Uh, I also love that whenever he was clicking through the file and he clicked on Wonder Woman, it had a picture, had the picture basically from that movie. So we kind of know where the the movie will fit. Um, And something at the end of that movie will happen to uh, make her... Remove herself from society well, for a hundred years, unless it pulls a uh, unless it pulls a, a time leap. Ooh, interesting, Chris. Interesting. Um, then we have Justice League Part One in November 2017. They've actually got dates on these, but I feel like it's it's probably a uh, more of a window than yeah. it is an actual you know hard deadline. Yeah. Um, then we have the Flash in March 2018. So just a few months later, like six months later, then we have Aquaman in July 2018, Shazam in April 2019. So we make a make a jump there, mm-hmm. and then Justice League Part Two is two years later, or uh, about a year and two, a half li- later. Two years after the first after one. the first Part One of Justice League, and that's June 14th 2019 is what this uh, this says. So yeah, and that's, I'm a, ex- that's a huge jump, Chris. I'm excited for it. Like and. Uh... Yeah, I'm uh, I'm really pumped about seeing where this takes us. Like again, like we said at the top, they've done a great job setting up this world and yeah. I want to play in it for a while. Yeah. And then we've got the last two on the list, Chris. 2020. Both of these are in 2020. We have Cyborg. So that's pretty far out. And then the last one on the list, relating to what you just brought up, the Green Lantern Corps. Yes. So those last two on the list are, in my mind, are uh, they're Dude, probably waiting John. to see how they'll hit, and they're probably waiting to see if the Green Lantern name is burned from the previous Green Lantern film. You know what would be, make a great, especially in this uh, version of the universe, a great Green Lantern movie? Blackest Night. It would. That'd be incredible. Um, also. Everyone loves jo- zombies, John. Everyone loves zombies, but in 2020, is everyone still going to love zombies? I think so. You think so? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to call it. It's going to be about Black as Night. Okay. I'm making the prediction right now. Something I was thinking about, the introduction of uh, Hal Jordan, that sort of thing. Um, if they introduce him as Hal the pilot mm-hmm. going up against whatever they're going up against in one of the Justice League movies, that would be a good introduction to him as a character. It would separate him quite a bit from previous Green Lantern. So you don't, you know, and it would go with the theme of introducing people as their, uh, as their uh, alter ego, not necessarily their hero. Uh, and so, yeah. 
I don't get the point you're making. I'm saying that if they introduced him as a fighter pilot in those movies, and then maybe he crashes, and we don't know, find out anything about him until ah, I see the Green Lantern movie, yeah. that would be a cool introduction. It would shake things up a little bit for his yeah. character. I think it would uh, mend some of the uh, the bridges that people have burned on the uh, Green Lantern. I mean, yet. I think you know, like you know, people have a, a short attention span anyway. I, I think True. by the time we hit 2020, people, I mean, who cares about that other movie anyway? Very true. You know, I mean, how many Hulk movies do we have before the new one? Two, oh two other ones? Yeah, two other ones. So it's just like... I mean, and uh, Batman. I mean, this is like the... the Bat- you know, yeah, there's like, so many Batmans. Yeah. Batman. Batman. People people are, are able to separate these things pretty easily. Yeah. So let's rate this. All right, Chris. What are you going to say, John? Oh, man. See, this is a tough one. And uh, I'm thinking... So I went into this with those those average expectations and it exceeded my my expectations of what it would be, mm-hmm. um, and so I'm gonna rate it. I'm in between two. I'm in between a seven point five and an eight on this one, Chris. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking it's a solid like eight. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give this a nine. You're gonna give it a nine? Wow, yep. I love it. I liked this movie a lot. Yeah, and uh, like honestly, like there's not a whole lot of negatives like the, to it in my in my opinion. Um, so I'm gonna go with nine. Nice. I like it, Chris. What do we have coming up uh, on the podcast in the future? Oh, man. Well, I do not know, Chris. This was the biggest one that I, that I could remember. So yeah. next week, I don't know what we'll exactly have here. All right. Well, we have no idea, Chris. We have nothing on the slate for April. Okay. Well, it's been a great 150 episodes. It's been amazing. <laughs> Thanks for uh, for listening to us, uh, subscribing to our podcast, talking yeah. to us. Yeah. Thanks to our super fan, Chris Dennison, yeah. for listening to every episode and uh, sending us links on Twitter and stuff like that. Oh, my gosh. Awesome. Um, if you... Uh, if you have any topics you want us to cover in the next few weeks, anyone, tweet yeah. at us, at Stay on Target Pod, and yeah. maybe we'll uh, we'll do that. We'll have a stay on topic moment. Yes. Um, also, I think we can still uh, accept, I think we still have a, a tab on our website for listener questions if you want to do that as well. Yeah, submit them that way. Uh-huh. Um, and if we do a listener question and you want a poster, I have some posters sitting over here. Oh, yeah, um, you have tons of posters. Various movies. I have like a... a, a uh, Pride Prejudice Zombies now. Um, there's, a, I think there might be a, I don't know if there's a Guardians of the Galaxy in there, but anyway, I think we might actually have some Batman versus Superman posters sitting over there nice, too. Nice. So um, just, just uh, make sure, you know, we'll reach out and see if you want a poster. If yeah. you want a poster, let me know. Yeah. Um, and we'll we'll get that for you. We, we ship within the contiguous United States. We'll say that. Yes. We thank you for your patronage. We appreciate you, and we love you. Yeah, I think it was a couple weeks ago, Chris. Mm-hmm. I was actually telling you, I was like, man, I love our listeners because I do too. because uh, because of all the awesome interactions that we've had with them. Yeah, whether it's bringing cereals, whether it's on Twitter, yes, it's all amazing for sure. That's it for this week. Check us out online at StayOnTargetPodcast.com. On Twitter at ChrisWright250. And at John Wright777. And at Stand Target Pod. Please subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and TuneIn Radio. TuneIn Radio. I think we did pretty well for it being almost three in the morning, John. What time is it? It's uh, 344. 344? It's almost five. Man, I'm getting like two hours of sleep tonight. Me too, bro. Alright, well, let's get this over with. Boom. 150 episodes down the drain. <laughs> that's not weird, down the that's, drain. That's a weird way of saying that. 150 episodes in the bag. <laughs> there it is. Yes. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on, on Target. Target. I've been playing a lot of The Division. 
to this week. Have you really, Chris? I have. I've uh, reached level 20. I've just been playing so much of the division that I divide things all the time. People <laughs> present, like, here's an apple, and I just divide it because I've been playing the division. This is the most ridiculous conversation. <laughs> Long division? I don't even know how to respond to that <laughs> this late at night. 